And so we'll do the, the classic format of back and forth, one and one. The loser moves ahead in the uh, Labor's right. Challenge. All right, Bish. Let's see what you got here. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's not bad. We can, oh, yeah. All right. I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. What were you Jeez. doing? Smelling it? Is that just from smelling it? Don't get it on your nice shirt. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, my God. Nation, welcome to another episode of the BWF Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Bishop, aka the Bish. Okay, okay, that's enough. What is this? This is pathetic. I can't believe that some hot sauce destroyed you like this. I got it from here. Hey, BWF Nation, this is G. Patrick Condon, the co-host of the BWF Wrestling Podcast, here with this man, quote-unquote, Aaron Bishop. Uh, Bish, um, you're a little worse for wear this week. Hopefully, you'll be able to still carry us to the finish line. Uh, Tell us what your last week has been like. It's been a living hell. It's so hard to talk. Hard to breathe. I mean, I can. Uh, I here can we go. Lift up my my championship. Oh my god! Look at this here. Fuck! That's, I can get, get it on my shoulders. This is sad. I mean, it's been rough, man. But I appreciate for all of our listeners who have reached out asking about my welfare, my well-being. I will get over this. This is only a temporary. <laughs> Setback. Ouch. God, it hurts. It fucking hurts. I can tell. Kids, do not gargle or chug hot sauce at home. It will fuck you up. Clearly, yes. I hear that you also got into some trouble with your family, too, because of your uh, shenanigans last week. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, that father-in-law, he's not happy with me. I'm going to have to deal with that over Christmas. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear all that. Um, In the meantime, if our uh, people that are coming across this want to uh, make Aaron's Christmas a little bit easier, by all means, uh, please subscribe to the channel. 
like this video turn on the notifications and why don't you wish aaron a uh get better or whatever it is that uh, he'd like and uh, while you're at it those uh, medical costs they must be building up for you aaron so uh, uh this week only all donations to our kofi.com slash bwf wrestling podcast they go directly to you and your family to make sure that you can be on the mend how about that thank you that's greatly appreciated every dollar helps i know that our youtube channel the hunting party has been uh very helpful as well they've reached out and and they've helped uh i cannot say enough good things about the hunting party channel yes so please subscribe to them yes yes thank you yes uh glad to hear that they reached out um they uh, i've been doing their part to try to be part of uh community uh building more and so this obviously goes along with it uh aaron if you can uh why don't you just give us a little sneak peek of what we got going on this week um and if you can't then i guess i can do it do you think you could do it i'll try it's okay i got this all right i believe in you so we're gonna go with that Canadian theme this week, more specifically East Coast Canada. We have our Newfoundland flag right here. We're going oh, to yes, bye. Oh yes, bye. We're going to be doing a deep dive into the most successful professional wrestler to ever come out of Newfoundland, Canada, and that is Sailor White, also known as Moondog King. That's right. Uh, uh, champion in uh, the WWWF. And I don't know that there's a better, bigger wrestler to have ever come out of Atlantic Canada. No. Uh, we're also talking to uh, a gentleman that is running a fairly new promotion, I think, in PEI, which is another Atlantic Canadian province in indie production. Uh, what's the name of uh, what's the name of this gentleman and uh, and his federation? Do you remember? <laughs> Uh, his name is Doug. Uh, oh, God. Sorry, his name is Doug. And the name of the Federation is Island Pro Wrestling. IPW, yes. IPW. Yeah, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Doug uh, gives us all kinds of uh, hilarious stories on uh, the wrestlers that he's uh, worked with in the past. Uh, he's a hard worker, too. Uh, should also note the to our viewers that this was pre-recorded um uh, uh, ages ago so um aaron uh, it's not going to be um in this condition for that uh but i guess the show must go on and Indeed. with that uh let's start it off with uh, news what's going on in the world of professional wrestling today now before you start talking i want you to try your best because we still got that podcast and you're not going to be able to listen to this listen to you get on with this bullshit for an hour so try your best to just speak normally for the love of god will you all right 
Fine. This week in the BWF Weekend Review, independent wrestler Casey Huffman has stopped the WWE in their tracks with the word with the usage of the word yeet. Casey trademarked this word back in 2021. And now the WWE cannot use the word on any merch or on TV. And it's a big hit for Jey Uso, who's, you know, finally getting over with the crowd. Everybody loves him. This is just one thing that the crowd love to do with him, chant the eat. Um, you know, a little, little roadblock in his career, but probably not going to matter too much in the long run. What do you think? Well, we'll see. I mean, everybody sort of got on L.A. night for just being a yeah uh and uh, people had the same criticisms about daniel bryan for his yes chant so if jay truly is main event jay uh he'll be able to get past not being able to use the word yeet um but you can't stop the fans from saying it and they're really the ones that got it over you know you can't stop these guys uh from uh yeeting every time jay throws a punch and just to update this story right now as we are recording i'm reading here on um report uh, per fightful um that casey huffman uh is suspending his trademark and so the wow. word is back in play and jay uso has uh, apparently uh delighted in this news by tweeting the word yeet on the Usos uh, X page. So uh, trademark application for Yeet is now listed as dead application, refused, dismissed, or invalidated. So maybe Yeet is back. Wow. Just like that, Yeet goes from obscurity <laughs> back into relevance. Um, I wonder if he got paid for that. I hope so. I, I hope, hope so. so. Yeah. That I mean, is a yeah. He doesn't need to get a whole lot or whatever, but I mean, um, but I'm sure, you know, I mean, these guys got millions of dollars. I'm sure he's not going to get a million, but if he got a bit of a payday, I mean, he's an indie wrestler and, you know, we'll show, we've shown his picture on here while you were doing, uh, doing your show. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's was going to make much of a career out of it anyways and it's hard frankly to find any information we tried to talk to him and uh yeah. no response his pages haven't been updated in a while so it is what it is hope he gets his payday and yeah good luck in your future endeavors what else we got also this week ken shamrock has signed a legends contract with the wwe i was a huge shamrock mark back in the uh, back in the day so i'm glad to see him back but uh rumor is that he's going to be inducted into the hall of fame nice that makes sense i mean with endeavor now owning wwe shamrock was the first guy uh to bring that sort of ultimate fighter um um awareness uh, yeah uh, i mean the tap out that he started that and um well i noticed after i got out of wrestling in the mid 2000s and came back i noticed that like a that the style of wrestling is now heavily influenced by mma and finishing moves like daniel bryan's um running kick or whatever like i mean i i was i can remember just being like that's the finishing move now my finishing moves were like all like power slams and and stuff like that so i think that ken shamrock has had a lot of uh impact in uh 
in in wrestling and so well deserved makes sense like kurt angle would have never had to ankle lock probably if it wasn't for ken shamrock no and i'm certainly not the tap out i mean before ken uh uh uh, when wrestlers submitted it was a verbal thing Um, yeah so uh really brought something to it to see guys now tap out and uh uh sort of um really kind of i don't want to use the word legitimize because it does it didn't legitimize but it brought a new uh element element of realism yeah especially like you talk about Kurt Angle like his match with Shawn Michaels I mean I had a lot yeah. of drama in that match was how close Shawn's hand came to the mat to tap out he's always presenting preventing himself from tapping out and all that stuff you know biting his hand biting his knuckles you know just clawing everything yeah. yeah yeah it's stuff. good stuff and I gotta say like I remember um I remember Ken Shamrock like I remember wondering how insane he really was like he did a whole lot of stuff where he was snapping after matches and stuff and he was really good at at being unhinged um so uh it's nice to see that he'll get uh his due absolutely congratulations ken shamrock i know you're watching buddy (laughs) i can't wait to see you yeah i know ken you've been with us since day one card carrying (laughs) member of the bwf nation uh and just goes to show bish that the sooner you come aboard uh our nation the sooner you get inducted into the wwe hall of fame so just saying Sid, Sid Udi, if you're out there it's time <laughs> that may be true for one guest in our future i'm not going to announce anything yet obviously but uh hopefully in the new year we have a big name on the show for for an interview and i'm hoping that this person will be inducted into the hall of fame and it's going to be because of us yeah that's good i i love this that we got this new gimmick now of you announcing that we got big wrestlers coming out to the show and like um i believe last week you made some big big proclamations you even named kevin sullivan as being on the show no kevin sullivan this week Aaron, can we get a bit of an update on where we're at with that? Yes, I got a message today from Andrew Anderson, the nephew of Oli and Ern, Purple Haze, and he said, Tuesday, they promise, no more more rescheduling, no more theatrics, no more bullshit. Tuesday evening, we will get our interview with Kevin Sullivan and the Purple Haze. Wow, that's amazing. And... uh good on you for that and then we got this other guy coming up in the in the new year so uh big things ahead for the bwf aaron where are we going to next we are going to the real deal of course yes all right just one second here no worries in the meantime fans if you want to check out all of our archived episodes please head over to the bwfpodcast.com over there as i said you can see all of our archived episodes plus the newest episode streaming uh on the website the yeah every single week go to kofi to buy us a coffee and sending your questions to our email bwfpodcasts at gmail.com to be entered to win this beautiful or a belt similar to (laughs) this beautiful bwf championship that i so proudly hold over my shoulder fantastic stuff Aaron. 
Okay, so uh, yes, the uh, real deal coming back strong this week. Uh, you have a whole lot of uh, things for the uh, December 9th. And now let's try and get through all this. Uh, okay. Things here. So, uh, wow, we're starting off with uh, looks like Deadpool. And uh, wow, oh, they caught him. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I really was, was not expecting that. I know, right? Nice. And off the basketball net, I thought that was pretty impressive. So get some get some kudos this week on the real deal. Cool. Where was where was uh, do you remember offhand where this came from? Most of my stuff comes from Pro Wrestling World. Okay, but you don't know the uh, the actual like uh, federation. No, no, no. Sorry. Wow, well, my goodness. But the <laughs> Masters of Pain. Oh, this is The Undertaker's very first match. Yeah, that's right. Master of pain. Because where I've been the last five years, you have to know how to handle pain. And I know it better than anybody. I've been in the Atlanta State Penitentiary. I'm not ashamed to know it. I went up there on a bad rap because two chum punks jumped me in a parking lot. And now they're pushing up daisies. And let me tell you, Jerry Lawler, Jerry Lawler, whatever you call yourself, it doesn't matter to me, like I said, names are important where I'm from. But I tell you what, Ricky Morton sent me here, and I'm going to do a job for him. And brother, if you get out alive, you'll be thankful. Hmm. Master of pain. Don't know his name. Not sure I want to. It was awful. Uh, thank was you for awful. sharing that. That was really bad. That was almost as bad as the uh, yip guy you remember that uh promo yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, but this match is actually kind of cool though too um we don't have to watch it or anything we don't have to go through it yeah. but um you can find it on youtube you actually kind of see the beginnings of the undertaker he does his flying like clothesline kind of thing um you can, oh, yeah, he's moving around pretty good in there I'll, I'll give him that i mean he straight up says he's going to that he's killed somebody yeah. And then the funniest thing is he says Jerry Lawler or whatever you want to call yourself. What is that? Like, I think Jerry Lawler is his name, isn't it? He wasn't, he probably meant to say King, the King or whatever, maybe. Yeah, exactly. He just got a little flustered. Yeah. You know, he's a little nervous. Big Red's a little nervous. There's his oh, leg drop. Wow. Yeah, he's moving or, around. Oh, that, was, that was a stomp. That was a stomp. He does his leg drop, though and boom so that's uh that's a good little find there yeah that was interesting um, and it just goes to show to all you wrestlers that are watching us uh, right now i mean from humble beginnings right you don't have to be great out of the gate ah, speaking of which okay which one is this this is uh this is sort of your classic kind of wrestling <laughs> It's actually, it's actually, uh, that is actually GCW. So that's, uh, a, you know, sort of the peak of, of, uh, indie wrestling. Um, I, there was a period of time, I think in 2021, I guess you could call it their peak. Uh, cause, um, uh, whoever the big guy was had the dark side of the ring um show on nick gage did you see that gage 
Uh, I did not see that particular episode, but I am a big fan of the series. Uh, it's good. It, it got me to watch a couple of their pay-per-views. One was in a barn, and they had one of the uh, the the Rock and Roll Express out there. It was uh, the production value was not good, uh, but that's sort of what you come to expect. All right, now we got um, Charlotte Flair injures her knee on a Spanish fly. What's this? This happened this past week on SmackDown. Uh, oh, okay. What's this happened yeah last night yesterday oh watch it again here now yeah it's um it's brutal looking and she's actually injured apparently she's she uh, fucked her knee Yeah, they got a you fucked up chant going. Yeah, you fucked up chant. Yeah, she almost died. She she legit injured her neck and her knee on that move. And you got some neck beard in the audience trying to get a you fucked up chant. Right. <laughs> Jesus. And Tyler oh, yeah. with a drop this kick is- from hell to finish this out this week. What's uh, the what's the wow? <laughs> Just a brutal looking fucking truck oh my god is her neck broke or what oh my god that looks sick that's a great sell job they he they right on their neck i've never seen somebody get drop kicked like oh, ass man. over tea tea kettle like that <laughs> so yeah there you go that's it is it that's the real deal yeah, this, that's week. It. this week yeah nice good stuff oh wait now i got a button for that you do have a button for that. I forgot to applaud myself this week because I've uh, I had to carry the uh, intro due to your injury. All right, Aaron. All right. Yeah. How, how's that holding up, by the way? How's your neck? Oh man, it fucking hurts. It hurts so bad. You're a trooper, man. You're a trooper. Appreciate it. I feel bad, and I just want to apologize. Uh, but not hold any legal um, responsibility over what happened. Glad you didn't die on air, bud. Me too, man. But not going to lie, that shit was scary. That was, uh, let, let's be real for a second. That was fucking scary shit. Uh, like, I saw stars for a second. I thought I was literally going to die. So I'm very much glad and happy to be here, not only with you, but with the BWF Nation doing the thing that we love the most, and that's talk wrestling that's right and speaking of which where are we going now we uh going to our interview next yes let's roll to our interview as we mentioned in the intro uh we have doug from pei he is the owner promoter of island pro wrestling ipw enjoy thank you bwf nation for joining us this week again uh we have a very special guest we have the owner of the ipw from pei here we have doug doug thank you so much for joining us this week hey how are you guys Best How's it going? yes <laughs> mr doug parker so uh doug thanks for coming on and uh and talking with us about the ongoings of what it's like to run a wrestling promotion lots of headaches you want one (laughs) (laughs) well why don't you start off by telling us uh how you got into wrestling where your uh your desire to be involved in the world of pro wrestling began 
Yeah, actually, this is a good. Oh, sorry, you guys are gonna like this one. I actually started with Grand Prix Wrestling. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, just happened to go to a show and I started helping out with the, the shows and started doing the the sound for them. And I was with them for one season. Then I went off to a different company. I moved to Halifax and seen a a show there, and I went and started being nosing around and yeah, and then it went from there. I've been with, and then I moved back to PEI about. Uh, probably seven years ago and just sitting here watching all the wrestling stuff going around in the Maritimes. And I decided it was time for PEI to have a new, a new thing to happen. So I decided to start my own back in 2021. Oh, cool. And so what was, uh, what was the independent wrestling scene like in PEI before, uh, you, uh, got involved? There's only been one company here that has been here for years. I'm, I won't talk about them too much. <laughs> no, they've been here for quite a while. and uh, But I thought it was time for a change. And I've had people ask me because everybody knows that I've been doing this for a long time. I'm getting on close to 20 years. And people know that I've been around a long time. And I've worked with a lot of WWE guys. And I was talking to you guys behind the scenes the other day. And I was showing you some of the guys I've worked with. So I've been pretty fortunate. Yeah. Um, do you have a good hockey talk man story you can tell? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, but I'll probably get in trouble if I tell any. <laughs> Actually, I sang karaoke with him. Oh, really? That must have been something else. What song did you sing? <laughs> hockey talk man of all songs. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Of course. course. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's uh, we were in Ontario for a show one time with up there. I went to this is when I first started with this other company I worked with, and I didn't believe that he knew the hockey talk man. So we went up to Ontario. So we got to meet him up there. And poor Wayne, <laughs> I never seen anybody eat so much chicken in my life as Wayne. Two buckets of chicken. Oh my good god! <laughs> yeah, and these guys at least they. they they only eat the skin. I don't know why some of these guys. Don't... Oh, what happened? Yeah. There we are. No, you're still yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. They only eat the skin. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, they always. They all. I've seen these guys. Yeah, and a lot of. I don't know why a lot of people do so. This eat the skin of the chicken and never the chicken. The chicken's what you want. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I always protein, heard that protein. wrestlers. Yeah, they eat chicken. Uh, like they try to find as much chicken as possible because of the protein, but. That's probably more new school stuff, not uh, not what they were doing back in Honky Tonk's day. No, I, I thought it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen, plus, to a, plus 48 beers, so it was quite an interesting evening. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so, so how uh, uh, talk a little bit about uh, what goes into uh, promoting a show. Um, is it have you been bringing in sort of bigger names to PEI, and has that been difficult? Um, I actually hooked up with a friend of mine from the United States who was a wrestler, and I told you I was talking to you guys the other day about him. You guys should get him on too. Uh, he's been all around the world, and he's been helping me getting uh some of these guys and i actually had carlito here earlier this summer yeah i uh, saw that yeah that's awesome two weeks two weeks before he came here he was on backlash oh, and wow. i was i was like yes i'm a genius <laughs> <laughs> and uh the show's been pretty good uh we drew 800 for the two shows so i was pretty happy that's really good uh, yeah. 
Yeah, 400 a show, which is good for an indie show, I think. But, uh, yeah, we did well with him. And, and yeah, I've been lucky there. I had Fandango here over the summer, too. I had uh, had Santino here last year. Oh, nice. Yeah, he he, 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 he he's a real, real nice guy, Santino. So, yeah, it was a great time. Is he as so, funny backstage in real life as he is on camera? No, very serious. No. He's all <laughs> very serious. Uh, <laughs> all serious in business. That's what they're all. Most of them I find are like of a lot of them I worked with. Are most of them are are business guys, and that's what they do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. I've worked with a lot of guys that are like that. I've worked with a few guys that have come up here. Oh boy, I can't. I can't tell these stories. But anyway, I'm going to say the nasty boys. That's all I'm going with that one. Oh no, <laughs> they're it's fairly like nasty boys are fairly infamous. Um, so when you're talking to these guys and getting them to come to PEI, you know, uh, I've talked to, uh, uh, promoters from Newfoundland and I'd imagine it's kind of the same sort of thing where it's like, okay, you got to tell them where PEI is and then what do they expect and what is the interactions with you? Like, are they telling you up front, like, this is what I'm going to do. I won't do this, you know, who, who they want to work with or what the kind of conversation goes on well basically uh my guy is doing all the legwork for me because he's the one that gets everybody there and uh nice video and uh why well, i've been finding out with a lot of them like they're get they're easy along with but they only do want to wrestle with guys who are actually properly trained that have been wrestling for like 15 years plus and i'm finding that too and but other than that they've been really good like uh, otherwise, like getting the guys here, they've been great. So, who is it that Carlito is uh, is uh, facing here in, in this video? This is you guys, right? This is uh, your Sussex show. Yeah, that would have been uh, Wesley Pipes. Okay, where's he from? Wesley Pipes. Uh, Saint, yeah, well, yeah, cool name. Good He's name, from yeah. uh, Saint Saint John, New Brunswick. Oh, uh, cool. Okay. Yeah, he, he's my champion right now. Yeah, he's got a good look to him. You know, I mean, uh, there's um, some of the indie shows you go to. Some of the guys look like they don't really do much of a. They look like they're eating chicken skin instead of chicken breasts, right? But uh, but Wesley looks like he's uh, got it going right. on. Um, and if so, you looked at my posters, I sent you a couple of my posters. You guys, oh, yeah. Oh, so- I just was gonna. Oh, okay, yeah, I just, if you look at some of my posters, you'll see that my guys all look like wrestlers. And, you know, a lot of these posters, the guys on there do not look like they belong on a wrestling poster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's sort of the thing. And so um, what's it like working with these guys? Like a guy like Wesley, like he's obviously uh, wants to, uh, you know, get to an international audience, that sort of thing. So like, um um and like how far in advance can you plan with him do you does he wrestle with other companies in in north america or in canada atlantic canada yep yep he wrestles with uh in uh, new brunswick with another with a few other companies he wrestles in mexico he goes to i what's it called iwpg am i right on that one or or you something can. like that he wrestles with them yeah. oh um the uh, the the guys in los angeles no mexico oh okay down in Mexico, he's been down there. He goes to Maine. Actually, my belt has been defended in the U.S. Actually, cool. Nice. Yeah, and he was supposed to take it to Mexico, but he couldn't had didn't have enough room. So, I can legitimately say that I'm actually 
a world title. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Sorry, do you have problems uh, booking with with him? Because I know like you have people like Carlito coming in, and you want him to look strong, and Carlito probably wants to look strong. So do you ever have problems like that where um, booking uh, finish might might be uh, an issue? No, actually, I never have any, none. The, I, I've never had any issues because he's pretty good. He's been around for a long time like I have, and I actually met him probably about 15, 16 years ago at another promotion. That's how I know him so well. And like I said, I've been around a long time and no, I never have an issue with anybody wanting to be in this person wants to wrestle this person. Like we'll say like an example would be the uh, local guys. Like I don't want to wrestle this person, but you know what? They no one. I never have any issues with that. Nice. The production value of, uh, of your videos are, uh, uh really good. Um, what goes into that? Do you have, uh, do you have spe- guys? Are you doing it yourself? Like, it's very no, cinematic guy- here. Yeah, I have a guy in uh, New Brunswick that that's specializes in the videos, and yeah, he he was doing them for the first couple of years, and uh, now this year I haven't. Uh, I've got my, I'm going to have students uh, videotaping, and I have an editing now, an editing program. I'm going to do all all the shows myself now. Cool. Yeah, and and what's the fan situation like? Um, shows here in St. John's too, like they run in. Um, Primarily, they run all in St. John's. It's not a whole lot of traveling. They'll, they will occasionally go out of town, but for the most part, they're running kind of the same building, and so they're drawing the same fans. They got fans that really, really take this stuff seriously. Like, um, Is that what you find with the fans of PEI, too? I've been bouncing around a little bit all over the island there. This year I did, and I finally found my mark on where to go, and that's where we drew really well. And yeah, and there comes Carlito coming up. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, that's sorry. So yeah, there. so uh, it, so with a place like uh, PEI, are you guys uh, you're running primarily in one town now? You you think you found your 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 perfect yeah. place? Yeah, I'm gonna run. I've got uh, two perfect places: the western part of the PEI draws, and where I just was in September, it drew, and uh, it, and I'm going back there in September with another name. Right. Okay. Cool. That's awesome, man. You're bringing these uh, these names uh, to PEI. Um, the guy, the boys wrestling for you must be thrilled. Um, I mean, with the production value and bringing in guys like that, like uh, it's uh, it's awesome work. Um, how often are you running shows? Well, this year I'm starting to get better to what we're doing because this year just this full this was my first full year doing it. Like I was only running a sporadic shows here and there, but this year I'm doing. Uh, we did eight shows, I believe, in 2023. Next year I'm running every probably to, to keep the consistent every uh second month because if you i find if you run every month it bores the fans that's my opinion but but if you run every month every second month they're going to keep them interested right yeah you but the problem is i'm sorry go ahead oh no, you go ahead first uh you're you're telling me earlier that you're working like you worked with the heart foundation ted DiBiase. Yep. Beefcake, Bushwhackers, Duggan, Booker T, and a, and a bunch of others. Um, who was your favorite, or who are some of your favorites that you've had a chance to work with? You're not going to believe it, but Rick Steiner. 
Rick Steiner, really? Yeah, Rick Steiner was an A1 dude and all and Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat, I can see. I've actually had the pleasure of meeting Rick. He was a really, really nice guy. But uh, yeah. Rick Steiner, uh, do you have a good story for him? Yeah, actually, uh, we were out in uh, down in Nova Scotia and Bridgewater, and we were just waiting to go to the show, and we just went hiking in the woods together. He's an outdoors guy. I'm just out walking in the woods and checking things out. It was a great day. I I still I had lost contact with Rick a couple of years ago because he's busy now. He's a real estate agent down in Georgia, so I uh, don't bother him that much anymore. I, every once in a while, I'll shoot him a message and say hi, but he's always busy. So, yeah, I hit, I hit off really good with him. Nice. Yeah. Great guy. And his wife loved the mother's coffee, so they can't get that down there. So I was sending him mother's coffee from up here. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, another uh, Rick, Ricky was good to be with too. Like he was, he, I had an old caravan back then. We had him, Davy boy Smith in the back crunched in and Congo Kong. There was, I think there was five of us that crammed that event. And you know what? He never said boo about it. He just loved it because I think he liked being one of the boys that night. And he talked about he talked about WrestleMania three, the best match in my opinion of all time. Him and Savage. Right. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. And it was amazing. I could I could I didn't want to get out of the van because I, I don't like talking the business with them when they're with me because I let them try to enjoy themselves. Right. But I I usually let them open the dialogue and I don't usually talk too much about the business when they're here anyway. So is, awesome. is WrestleMania WrestleMania three the uh, Savage Steamboat that's your favorite match of all time? Yeah, that'd be my favorite, I think. And it's one of my favorites as well. Yeah, yeah, Bish loves that match. So uh, is that like, uh, it, it, were you already in wrestling, into watching wrestling uh, by the time that that match came on, or was that uh, before? I started watching wrestling in 1983. Nice. Oh, wow. That's as old as we are. So 40 <laughs> yeah, years. <okay. laughs> yeah. 40 years. Um, and, and so what was it? How were you watching it back in 83? Like, was it weekly TV? How did you get into it? It was, I think it was just before it started being on the TV every week. It was before Hogan uh, beat the Sheik. Mm -hmm. for, in 1984 yep. for the title and it was 83 when he when the sheik was fighting i believe it was bob Backlund. and i don't right. even know how i can't remember how it was because i was only like eight eight or nine years old back then so it, i got hooked and uh and so you were watching it you were hooked and then it it, it took you until you were up in uh in alberta you were saying before you took the leap uh to uh to get involved have you ever uh like uh have you been in the ring in any capacity as like manager commissioner uh your yep. role now as owner yep i've done commissioner work i've done actually ringing i was doing ring announcer for eight years and uh what else have I done? I've done I've done the commissioner, the ring announcer, and the manager. It was fun. I've gotten drop kicked. I've got body slammed. Oh yeah, I've had her all done. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you're laid up on the couch right now. You've uh, the years of abuse. I <laughs> uh, just enjoying. I'm just so tired. It's been a long week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. No, I got. Have you ever worked with uh, uh, Brutus? Brother yes. Brutus? Yeah, yeah. Beefcake, I, he's quite the dude. 
Yeah, I was reading uh I was reading somebody's account of of driving Brutus in Alberta, I think. <clears throat> he was doing a tour in Alberta years ago and and it was just he's just like a wild man, right? Like he's uh you're kind of your road warrior when you when it comes to doing the wrestling circuit to this day where did you uh, work with him uh here in nova scotia and pei oh yeah i have a funny story to tell you about him please nice oh so, it, it's great this this is the best one i had him and billy gunn in a kind of driving in a, in a half ton truck okay yeah <laughs> the, i go i go for supper with with brutus before the show and he says, you might want to get gas. And I said, no, we'd be good. The gas stations would be open when we get done. So we come out from the show. It's like 10 o'clock, nothing. No gas stations open for two hours. The gas, the truck was on empty. Oh, so my we're, God. We're, we're driving up the highway, heading back towards where we were going. And I, I'll never forget this. The day I die, I remember Billy Gunn in the back seat said, you better hope that we don't run a gas because these big forearms are going to connect with the back of your head. You know what wow. happened? The sweat just started pouring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your eyes on that uh, that uh, uh, gas gauge for sure. And it, it, we made it. Yeah. Nice. Good. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had any issues with uh, wrestlers like uh, enjoying themselves too much before it was their time to get into the ring and like, you know, um, uh, maybe having uh, having a too, a too many wobbly pops back uh, backstage or, or have you found that most wrestlers don't really do that kind of stuff? I found the ones that we've had, we've never done anything because most of them are pretty respectful. Actually, I'm pretty... I'm pretty tight with that with the beer stuff and anything. I won't allow it in the backstage before the shows. It just from experience, I've seen so much stuff go wrong. Where some wrestlers, uh, the indie wrestlers here, have gotten so drunk that they're busting up a legion for no reason because they can't see where they're going. Right. We have another. Well, are are you running all ages shows too? Is your promotion like family sort of friendly? We're family oriented. Yeah. Right, so you can't have people uh, coming out and busting up legions and stuff. Obviously, no. I've been I've been in one spot where you can actually smell the weed in the back mm. coming out in the front of there, and people were starting smelling. Just what do you do? I'm not the owner of that company, so yeah. what are you supposed to do? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really interested in hearing like how uh, the the logistics and everything that goes on behind the scenes on the day of a show. Like, what kind of stuff are you doing? Are you uh, overseeing the people that are taking tickets and merch stands? Like, are you booking shows, um, helping people to promos? Like, what's your day like on the day of a show? Well, usually I'm usually got my we're going to get the ring to pick up the ring, and then we head to the venue. But now. I don't have to do that anymore because I have help now. I've gone from five staff to 22 this year. Wow. And nice. yeah, and I'm not, we finally, I'm, and I'll get to your question in a second. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm proud of what we did this year. Um, the last show we did for this year, we actually made money. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm not scared to tell you how much we made. I said to everybody, if I made $1, I was happy. We walked out of that venue with 300. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I mean that's tough. Hey, it is tough to to make a profit on uh, on these shows when you get uh, um, yeah. when you factor in like even just like uh, venue rentals and stuff. Do you own the ring, or is there like one ring that everybody kind of 
shares or what's the situation there? No, we have two. Okay. We have two. I my got my buddy. I got my buddy's ring. I just bought another. I just bought a ring earlier this year, um, but I use his and for nothing. And he actually he's a referee for me. So, but uh, yeah, that's what we're going. And sorry about that. I got off track about your question. Um, we go down to the, we go down to the shows. The girls set up the chairs and they set up the merch tables and the guys are putting the ring up. And then I help out. Like I'm very anal about my lights and my sound and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just my background and what I have in my background for broadcasting. So, so I usually get everything, all that already. And then the doors open at six thirty most times and then bang, the show starts at seven and off we go to the races. And so this of- year, Oh, sorry. I was just going to ask, like, what kind of stuff can come up during a show that you got to deal with that can uh, sort of throw you for a loop? The ring broke the last show before it started. That'll do it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, the bottom rope let go. We couldn't get a fix. One of the cables let go. And we told everybody in the back to stay off the bottom rope. And you don't use the bottom rope anyway, but. Mm. So they. uh, That's true. Now you mentioned what? What's even the point of having that? I guess like if you want to grab it uh, to break up a, a pin or something, that's the only time you'd use that bottom rope, hey? That's right. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. What does it take to be a wrestler in your federation? Do you think that a guy like me with my jacket, I got the merch, and, and you got Bishop here. Bishop's got the looks. Would we be able to come to PEI and defend Bishop's BWF championship? Um, we're untrained, but we Bishop knows how to take a beating. Oh, I boy. Take, yeah, I can take a bump. <laughs> you can take a bump. I think we all can take one over the years. I know I can. I know how to do them. So as for being untrained, oh, my God, I'd have a fifth. Who's your, who's your big tag team? Do you have a big tag team in, uh, in your fed? No. No, we don't. We haven't got that. We had. We did it a couple this this year. Just the Strong Brothers out of New Brunswick, and that was about it. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. Bish, it sounds like it's a ripe old territory for us to just come in and start calling some shots. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you feel <laughs> yeah. about that. Take it over. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to Newfoundland sometime. Yeah, you should actually. I mean, PEI and Newfoundland have a lot in common. A lot of uh, uh, sense of humor and uh, character is, is very similar. I've, I've watched a couple of movies that have come out of PEI recently, too. Uh, I think that the good uh, uh, promotional uh, crossover could happen here. We got a good indie wrestling yes, scene yes, as well. Yes. Yeah, we got, uh, like, we got, um, I, you know, I, 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 every show that I go to, it's, like, pretty well attended. Uh, people love it. But, I mean, it, what we're finding out, too, with doing these interviews is that, like, like, uh, like pretty much every place has indie wrestling there. Like, yep. you know, like, it's, it's really fascinating. Um, and people really don't think about it as much, really. But it's something that's, like kind of in every town uh, i know that in newfoundland like it draws uh like newfoundlanders draws uh uh new canadians people from all different types of uh of um like economic backgrounds poor people rich people you know it's a really cool thing i'm the poor one <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Not me. I mean, I got hundreds of dollars all over my uh <laughs> all over yeah, my I like shirt. That, actually. I actually like that. <laughs> you know, but if you're also, a promoter, year, you don't want to be wearing I'm, this. They'll I'm pick hope. you dry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I've even come down. I even got myself hooked up with a young fellow too this year. He uh he uh, was just to help. He just was a fan and ended up being a big help with me. And uh, he actually works in a theater. So he got me lights and everything now, which I had normal. I had lights before, but not the way I do now. New yeah. entrance lights. I bought a drone. The drone's going to be on the next show. It's going to fly. It'll circle the ring automatically by itself in video. Cool. So it's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. That's great. I, I look forward to seeing that. Hopefully, I keep on the air. Have, uh, running into into promotion, or do you have any so, continuing storylines? Or is yes, just- I do. Yep, we in September we had uh, we had the IPW Championship match, and actually nobody does. I, mean, I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, but nobody does storylines in 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 the Maritimes. So I've noticed that, and everybody just throws a show together and says, "Oh, let's throw a show together and let's hope yeah. for the best." Hmm. Yeah. So we have. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that there was a f- uh, the the best one of the best wrestling shows I've ever seen. Period was uh, one that Carlito was in that was here in Newfoundland five or six years ago, and Savio Vega was here for that too. And oh, wow. there was like a through storyline for the entire show. That was Legend City Wrestling, and it was uh, fantastic. And that's why I was curious what it was like working with Carlito for you guys, because it seemed like, you know, for a guy, I mean, he was in wicked shape back then. I'm sure he was for you guys if he was just about to debut. Like, he uh, looked uh, amazing, and he was, like, uh, like just performing, giving so much. He was really made a fan out of me. Me too, because I've, this is my second time I've worked with him. I worked with him in Halifax before. Yeah. And the sad part was we had to – and I hate this to say this, but we had to delay the show the day that he, he arrived the day of the show and he, his flight was late. So he didn't get into six thirty yeah. that night. And we were 45 minutes away from the airport and we had to delay the show till about seven thirty, which I hate doing, but we snuck him in the back door. But I'll tell you one thing, when he went through that curtain after being on, on the pay-per-view, that place went bananas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's just one of the dangers of uh, of uh, flying people in. I mean, you you guys are on an island too, right? Like, there's no yep. saying if somebody can get in or get out. You know. Well, one of my guys, he lives in Philadelphia, in, uh, in Pennsylvania, and Philadelphia. There, mm-hmm. he uh, his flight got canceled because I he always comes a day before, obviously, and his flight got canceled. He drove fourteen hours one way. He got here at three in the morning. And did the show and drove back the next morning. He was tired when he left. It's amazing. I mean, it's uh, it's you, you got to be impressed as somebody that's hiring these guys uh, for their their passion to come out and perform. Like you know, it doesn't matter if it's a WrestleMania thing or if it's uh, uh, working for a couple of hundred people, like you said, or even working for you know a dozen people in a in a in a in a bar or something like that. That's right. And like I've like I don't know why he he called me. He says oh, we got an issue. So I said okay because he's one of my he's the big he's one of the big names I have because he's he's well known around the world right now. 
but I, nobody here is, everybody here is starting to know who he is. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, boys, when you got somebody like that and then he praises you up on his own podcast, on his own thing, doing his own thing the other day, he praised us up. He said, we're one of the, his, one of his favorites to work for. So him and I've got a nice bond going on now. He's, uh, on his way to, I believe, China in in January, mm -hmm. and he just he was in Australia. He's been he's oh yeah he's he's been all over. He goes he, he that's what he does full time. He does this full time. Yeah. So and that's his and that's Frank Franco Vega uh, Varga. Franco Varga, cool, yeah. And so and he's helping you guys uh, in uh, the IP uh, the IPWs like get a better reputation, get a, maintain a great reputation. I'm sure that that goes uh, in you guys drawing uh, you know bigger names to PEI as well. Absolutely, and he's been so great to me. Like in the last year, like he's helped me out a lot. And even though I have connections too from from other ones, but I he can, he's getting me guys that are current and that's the thing like the no one the one i got coming up which i'm not saying you guys know but yeah not announcing yet not announcing it yet. And yeah. that's gonna draw big yeah. Oh, yeah oh yeah it is it's gonna be great um so do you like do you have your eyes on any up-and-comers like uh, do you have any insight on who you think uh um uh, either from your own uh backyard or or uh through word of mouth or whatever any any guys you got your eye on yeah actually we're going to be uh we have there's a school in moncton that's training and oh, yeah. there's a school there's a school down in halifax and I actually, for the VIP match, I'm doing a VIP matches for the, in March mm -hmm. and they're, it's going to be the students. The students are going to come and I, and I like to showcase the students. Yeah. Cause okay. it, they, so they get used to being there in front of people and wrestling in front of people. Right. Experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Experience. You, you got to have experience. 100%. Yeah. Um, you're saying before that you have continuing ones, uh, or, or continuing storylines. Do you have oh, a yeah, favorite sorry. that you wrote before uh, or favorite storyline? What we're doing right now is we, uh, Wesley Pipes is the champion. He was mm -hmm. wrestling. Uh, who's he wrestling? He was wrestling somebody I forget now, but, uh, John Orion, he's a guy who was from originally from out West. He lives in Moncton now and he came in and he, uh, attacked him after the bell. And made him, I know, mean, before the bell, and made him lose the, not lose title, but made him, uh, he attacked him after the show, after, after the, after the match was over. Sorry, I'm half asleep a, here. This guy sounds like a dirty snake to me. What's this guy's yes. name that, that attacked him? What's his John name? Orion, so, John Orion. So uh, I don't know. I'm going to look him up online. I don't like the cut of this guy's ship. You're not supposed to attack. I don't know. Look, I'm no referee. But my understanding is you're not supposed to attack somebody before or after the bell. Your thoughts on that? Well, obviously, and that's what I'm trying to say. He come out after the bell was what I meant to say. And I come out and I had words with him. And he's yeah. seven feet tall pretty much. And I, I didn't back down. So oh, I'm nice. telling him good right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell him right now if he ever hears this. Show your face on March 22nd and see what happens there, big fella. Oh, we'll put that out. Yeah, that's right. You got to stand up for what's right. And you can't have these rule breakers coming in. I mean, you're working your ass off to get the IPW up internationally known. You got Carlito around and then you got this this idiot, seven foot tall idiot going around hurting your people. Forget that. I respect you. Yeah, no, I wasn't impressed. Trust me, I was not impressed. I respect. I respect you standing Forget up for it. what's right. I was mad. 
Good, good. And so that's it. And everybody out there, all of the BWF fans, you know that that IPW still stands up for what's right. You can't go running rickshaw and attacking people before or after the bell. <laughs> that's right. So he's. I'm going to have words with him when I see him again. Anyway, we've been having words on the internet as it is now. But oh, yeah? I told I told him to show his face. Yeah. In March and see what happens. I I gave him a title match just to shut him up. Well, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I, I got a feeling that your champ, that uh, uh, that uh, <laughs> that your guy Wesley Pipes is gonna. It, it's Wesley, right? That he's taking on for the belt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wesley is gonna just tune this guy up. I can't wait to see it. What's this guy's Pipes name? Bish? Been- we got to get this guy in the show. Tell him a little bit about the rules. When it comes yeah. to wrestling, you don't attack people before, after the bell. I mean, <laughs> who the fuck do you think he is? Yeah. I don't know who this guy thinks he is. I can't wait to see Wesley Pipes right, boys. lay it down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> lay down and pipe. Is that and it'll happen, boys? Yeah, lay pipe. You should get Wesley to come out to laying pipe by by David Wilcox. You know that song, right? <laughs> oh, I've never heard of it. No. Oh my God. Uh, okay, we're gonna get in touch with Wesley too because Liam Pipe is exactly <laughs> the song that he needs to come out to. He's a good Canadian boy, David Wilcox. I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a show. All right, I'm looking nice. forward to it. Bishop, Doug, get, is get there, any words yeah, from is Doug? There any, is there anything that you want to say to the fans that they're watching right now before we, we wrap this up? Let's support indie indie wrestling in the Maritimes everywhere. Hell yeah. 100%. Awesome. Doug. By the way, boys, if you, uh, by the way, boys, I'm going to make a little surprise for you guys if I can. Please. I'm going to try to get the big name that I have coming in March to do a little one on one with you for a few minutes when I have him here. That'd be amazing. Appreciate that. I'm, I'm very excited for the future for you guys. Well, I'm trying my best here. We salute that. We love indie wrestling. We love people who dedicate themselves to it. And we love people that play by the rules. Isn't that right, Bish? <laughs> That's right. No rule breakers. No heels around here. Yeah. Um, everybody watching, we'll have the YouTube channel for Island Pro Wrestling here. And check them out because it's going to be it's great. They, Carlito, yeah, the, everything everything about this promotion is fantastic from what I've seen on YouTube. Um, nothing nothing but bright things is coming. The sky's the limit. And we look forward to speaking with you again in the future, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been nice a hat. Love that hat. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for having me. Absolutely. Have a great evening. You too. Bye-bye. Wow, Aaron. Thank you, Doug, for uh, giving us a little bit of insight of what goes on in uh, wrestling promotion. I mean, that guy's working so hard, he literally couldn't get up off the couch to talk to us. (laughs) And it was really cool to hear about uh, his Rick Steiner story, you know, holding hands with Rick Steiner, taking a walk through the woods, taking a little stroll. Um, that 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 was fantastic. Good stuff. It's good stuff. And um, uh, hopefully we can get this Wesley Pipes on here. It seems like he's a good uh, he's a good hand. 
um, good future. And what I like most about him is that he doesn't attack people before or after the bell rings because that is illegal. You're not allowed to do it, and it ruins the spirit of competition to do so. That's right. Don't be so dastardly to do something like that. To That's right. Someone before or after the bell. Who the hell does that anyway? What kind of person attacks someone before or after the bell? I share your outrage in this, and I think that it's a sign of where society is going. Um, people will point to the ongoing conflicts in the Middle East uh, or the abundance of uh, sexual uh, imagery in day-to-day -day life, but I think that as soon as competitions uh, begin to happen before or after the bell rings, I don't know if there's much hope, but we got people like Wesley Pipes fighting the good fight. Wesley, come on the show, spread the word, get yourself out there. You know, we have to get rid of the world of these people that attack before or after the bell. And we will help you in this journey. Now, speaking of of guys that fight the good fight, when good guys were good guys and bad guys were bad guys, we're talking to a guy that is held in really high esteem here in the city of St. John's, Newfoundland, and it is the focus of our chronicles this week. Uh, you ready to do our uh, do our uh, deal on Sailor White? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if we can get a picture up here in post, but for those of you who do not know. Well, hold where, on, Bishop. Jeez, where have you been? Where have I been? Oh. Um, yeah, I was just going to give you some grief for jumping the gun on your own segment. But uh, anyways, here we are. Sailor White. What do we got? Who is this gentleman? Well, <clears throat> I don't know if we said if we can do this in post or not. Get a picture here of Eastern Canada to show exactly uh, where it is. Because I know a lot of people watching this think that Eastern Canada is, what, Toronto, Montreal, and that there's nothing, you know, past that. But there's lots past that. We have the eastern coast, you know, up more eastern than New York. So, Newfoundland is this province right here. I'm assuming it's around right here in the picture. It's the oldest settled place in North America. It's the um, connection between the New World and the Old World. And from there comes, uh, from, a, from the fishing community of St. John's, comes one Sailor White. Um, Tell us about Sailor White, Ed White, Ed Sailor White, Ed Sailor White. Yes. So Ed Sailor White, as we said, is from Newfoundland and he was uh, trained by famous wrestler 
Gene Kanitsky. Oh, wow. Yes. Gene, very, very famous back in the day, and he trained a lot of wrestlers, including Triple H. No, that was Killer Kowalski. Fuck. <laughs> I'm fucking everything up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I'll, I'll cue you up again. <clears throat> so, uh, Bishop, uh, tell us a little bit about Ed Sailor White. Ed Sailor White comes from Newfoundland, as we mentioned. Um, he was trained by very famous wrestler Gene Kanitsky. Gene, very, very famous NWA wrestler back in the 50s Huge. and 60s. Yeah. Huge. Big deal. Yeah. Has has great name value. I had no idea that Sailor White was trained by somebody that uh, uh, that had such high esteem. And, and such high respect in the business, right? Yeah. Um, it certainly helped him. As he uh, traveled across Canada, you know, being trained by Gene, uh, he Gene had connections. And so Sailor White said he made his way all across Canada. He became the Canadian champion by defeating Dino Bravo. And he became wow. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And he became really good friends with Roddy Piper during this time, too. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, do you know what wrestling promotions he was wrestling in? Like, was he wrestling in Calgary or or Maple all Leaf? The, or All the way across, all the different promotions all across Canada. Um, there's actually a promo uh, we have right here we can take a look at. If you can cue it up here. Yeah, here we go. This is him as a going around kid. talking like this. And if you don't be too careful... Shots, you're going back to the mainland in a pine box. And I mean every word of it, Shots. Thank you, Sailor. Sailor, I don't really understand Von Schatz's uh, attitude. Uh, I've uh, been talking to Carl, and uh, his whole attitude about the island, the people here, is disgraceful. The guy's a Canadian. Uh, uh, he wrestles in the Canadian circuit. He's contending you for the belt, the championship. If it wasn't for the Canadian Association of Wrestling, he wouldn't have an opportunity to even go for the belt. I don't understand this disrespectful attitude that he, that he has. Do you? There's an old saying, jealousy will get you nowhere. And that's just where it's getting shots. I am the CWA champion. I'm after defending it throughout Newfoundland. Now, tonight, I'm in Cornerbrook. Monday night, I'm in Port of Bass. Tuesday night, I'm in Deer Lake. Wednesday night, I'm in Lewisport, and shots, the match I've been waiting for, the rematch in St. John's on a Saturday night, the 26th. This is one match, shots. No way are you getting away from me. It's a lumberjack match, and I'm going to destroy you if I don't do it before. I get back there because any time I wrestle, if you win a fair shot, there's going to be blood, 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 blood. And not mine this time, shots. All your blood. If I'm going to rip your heart out, shots. Sailor, Carl mentions to me that. Uh, and Do you have any idea? Any idea of what? What year is that from? Oh, what year? It's in the 70s. It's all I know. And it sounds like it's, uh, yeah, they, they used to, uh, wrestling shows used to go like from one end of the province to the other back in the day, uh, driving across. Um, 
So it's good of uh, Sailor to uh, to work those dates in uh, in his promo. First, I'm gonna get you in Port of Bass. Then I'm gonna get you in Deer Lake. Then I'm gonna get you in Stephenville. And then, oh, next weekend, it's in St. John's. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. That can get the whole province riled right up, man. That's awesome. I wish we kind of had that these days. Yeah. Well, it all went to hell once people started attacking each other before and after the bell rang, Bishop. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so, and uh, the production value of that is actually pretty good. I mean, that's pretty on par with what we saw in the Terry Funk promos with the guy in the background, uh, uh, green screen, and uh, Sailor White is a very hard-looking man as well. He's a very hard-looking man, yeah, absolutely. He... Um he had a life that was uh well hard you know he was in he was involved with drugs he was a heavy drinker just just everything and those wrestlers that were doing the circuit back in the 70s i mean it's a breed that is pretty much gone at this point because it's you can't survive uh living that life and um it's like you know whatever bit of money you make uh, at the shows and just like, you know, uh, really, really hard living, um, fascinating stuff. So, uh, he, he had conquered Canada as we saw, he had conquered what? Newfoundland, Newfoundland hero in the seventies, sailor white would go on to the biggest wrestling promotion in the world, the WWWF. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, on the road to the WWF, he would uh, meet up with the Moondog faction, who had many different members over the years. Um, there's Moondog Rex, there's Moondog Cujo. Uh, at this point right now, Sarah White would become Moondog King. And they would travel across the state. See, they would even make it their way over to Memphis, uh, where they would terrorize very legendary tag team, the fabulous ones. And they would even go on to feud with Jeff Jarrett and Jerry Lawler, who were the tag team champions at the time. Wow. Uh, they would well, yep, build Dundee. They had, a, they had a really good run in Memphis. And that's where they were discovered by the WWF. But um, we're going to just take a look at a promo before they've been discovered uh, very, very quickly, just to give you an idea of the gimmick. Cal Rudman. With a you can skip it ahead. Oh, 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 the odor. By holding the meat bone is clear. Do I interview you? Both holding the meat bone. This guy. Where are you from? As if they were dogs. <laughs> I had no idea. Everybody out there wants to know about you. Do you like girls? Do you like girls? Uh, do you like girls? Aha. Uh -huh. something you like. Oh, that's terrific. Aha. Uh -huh. What does it teach for? How do you eat without any teeth? Boy. Can you talk? To Enough to do this. This is kind of ridiculous. All right, okay, I quit. Okay. Well, wow. 
it's riveting stuff. It's great. Yeah. I mean, like uh, talking him into the building with that. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, you see, 1970s, yeah, it's your classic 1970s, like, um, I don't know, terrorizing tag team kind of thing. Um, if, if you're not a foreign tag team, then I guess you're that dogs, literal yeah. dogs. Um, Imagine and and like this is an era where they would have to or not have to they decided to live the gimmick outside of the ring. So like, um, imagine what it was like having to go around with those guys. Can't and you know I, the only reason why I think that they probably wouldn't let him talk is because of his accent, and they probably just say go out there and just go rawr because no one can understand a fucking word you're saying anyway. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, but yeah, okay. would get discovered by the WWF. Um, back then known as the World Wide Wrestling Federation, they would go on to feud with another legendary name in uh, wrestling lore and Dominic DiNucci and Rick McGraw. And as we all know, Rick McGraw was the guy who slapped the shit out of the reporter when asked if wrestling was fake. True? Yeah. You're, are you thinking of Dr. D? Oh, I'm fucking... God damn it, Dr. Schultz. I'm so Dr. D. So David excited. Schultz. Rick Draw. Rick McGraw was his name. Sorry, I'm thinking of Dr. D. Schultz, who slapped the reporter. My bad. But Rick McGraw is a big name. Dominic DiNucci, he trained a lot of people as well to be future WF superstars. All right, um, so you, you sent me a 15-minute clip here. We're obviously not going to watch it. What is this, though? No, 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 no. Uh, what we're about to watch is the Moondogs take on rick martell and tony Gurria, who are the wwf tag team champions and we get to see for the first and only time in wwf history a newfoundlander win championship gold I can't it. well there it is <laughs> yeah here we go here we go so we have tony Gurria working Referees down. Captain Lou Albano is actually the manager for the Moondog at this point. Oh my! King Moondog with that bone struck, struck Maria. I can't believe it. We'll say Brad Gushu at the Olympics, two thousand and whatever. People will say Michael Ryder winning the Stanley Cup in 2000, whatever. But this right here, this man pretending he's a dog winning the WWF championship, that's Newfoundland history. Where's his street? Where's the Sailor White Street or the Moondog King Street, you know? Although there is a King Street in uh, St. John, so maybe we could just start saying that that's, uh, that's Sailor's. Named after Sailor. Vince yeah. McMahon on the call. Lou Albano managing him. I mean, those are some real deal stars. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, right before this, King Muda King Sailor White, he was actually wrestling Intercontinental Champion Pedro Morales at Madison Square Garden. And also he got to wrestle legendary wrestler Mil Mascaris at Madison Square Garden as well. So this... Man, he's on a roll of a lifetime right here. He's he's headlining MSG. He's winning the WWF Tag Team Championship belts. Uh, 
You would think that the sky is the limit from here, but alas. What do you mean, alas? Alas. Things would turn a little bit sour, my friend. What? Well, what happened? Well, the WWWF made their way to Canada on a tour, and either someone ratted him out or the, the federal people at the border or whoever they realized that he was indeed a, a, a felon and he spent time in jail and that he was involved with drugs and they would not allow him to cross the border back into the United States, which derailed his career. He was supposed to wrestle Bob Backlund at Madison Square Garden for the WWF championship. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, is <laughs> I can't imagine. So they had to replace him with Moondog Spot. And then the Moondogs became a comedy act of a team. When it happened on Sailor White's watch. No, sir. No, sir. So, uh, wow. What an unfortunate end to the career. But a little bit of a out, uh, rosy outline is that Sailor would come back and build the independent scene in St. John's, uh, which is still, he still talked about today i mean i go to uh i i went to a storytelling um uh, thing a couple of weeks ago somebody brought up sailor white like everybody's got a sailor white story everybody knows about him and um as i was talking about in the interview too like uh, independent pro wrestling in newfoundland still holds him in high esteem and it's running and known about here because of sailor white Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, <clears throat> he would have a nice little finish to his wrestling career. Uh, the WWF, they made their way to Ottawa in 1990, and he would end up facing the British Bulldog in a house show. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And so he left on good terms, obviously. They wanted to give him a payday here and there. Absolutely. So he was remembered fondly throughout the years and said he had a, he had a nice little send off at the end of his career. And now, have you listened to this Al White, uh, Al Snow uh, story, or? I have not, no? no. I have two stories here, one from Al Snow, one from Hannibal. I have not heard either one. Uh, I'm very interested in hearing what they have to say about Sailor White. Actually, you know what? Why don't we come back and see what these stories are about? Uh, idea. And, Take a break. Uh, uh, and uh, we'll do uh, predictions, and then we'll close out with some stories. Yeah, that's a great idea. <clears throat> okay so predictions this is for the hold, upcoming hold on hold on oh am i jumping the gun again We have uh, an NXT coming up, do we not? We do. NXT deadline. So um, 
That's happening uh, as we are uh, recording. It's happening this evening. Uh, it is the next step in the uh, Labor's Challenge. Aaron is one step closer to the edge. Uh, certainly looks like he's about to break. This has been a hell of an experience for you. Uh, if I lose this week, I will also have to do the challenge that almost killed you. And we'll see what happens. In the meantime, no, we I'm have. Not allow you to do that challenge. I'm not going to allow you to do that challenge. You can bite into like a really hot fucking pepper or something instead. Uh, I don't want you chugging no hot sauce. I don't want anybody going through that. It's not worth it. Wow. Thanks, Aaron. That's good. He's a real hero, folks. Thank you for saving that. I also, my, my whole face is feeling raw because of my shaving and uh, hot sauce would not agree with that. It would very much irritate my mouth. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So uh, we got three matches that we'll talk about um, that are happening tonight. Uh, first one is Carmelo Hayes versus Lexus King, formerly known as Brian Pillman Jr. Aaron, who do you have in Carmelo Hayes versus Brian Pillman Jr.? What do you think about uh lexus king aka brian pillman jr i think it's stupid they gotta change the names just so they can i don't know trade i don't know brian pillman jr he's a brian pillman is a wrestler we all know who brian pillman is we're all wrestling fans why not have the kid go by his lineage i don't get it brian pillman jr. why 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 not why do they have to change everybody's name it fucking irritates the shit of me especially when it's a stupid ass name like that but anyway um he's gonna win okay <laughs> boom there you go i think that makes sense um next we have dirty dominic mysterio versus dragon lee for this for the nxt north american championship um who do you got i actually maybe i'll go first on this one now um he wasn't supposed to be facing Dragon Lee. He was supposed to be facing somebody else um, who, I don't know, I don't, don't follow it, but I, the guy hurt himself. He's out for a while, and it was going to be the conclusion of uh, their program. Um, uh, so I guess I'm going to go with Dragon Lee. I, I, I feel like the tradition is whoever comes in to sub in the match typically goes on to win. Uh, these last minute changes, uh, Aaron. What do you think? Well, that being said, at Survivor Series a few weeks ago, Dragon Lee was a sub and he lost. So did he lose that match? See, I did. I was at that show. I don't know if I told you, but I was at that show. Did not go. Uh, did not go to. Uh, did not stay to watch it. I went. Didn't. Um, I don't know. Got probably got this shirt actually. Nice. <laughs> I got it for you, and then I found out you didn't like Randy Orton, so now it's mine. <laughs> Your loss. Well, my loss. Yeah, that's it. But, uh, man, I don't know. I'm going to go for Dirty Dom here. Uh, Dragon Lee said he just he was jobbed out to us, uh, Santos Escobar at Survivor Series. I just, Wait, now, is Dragon Lee on the main roster, or is he? Yes. Oh, is he? Oh, uh, okay. I'm going for, oh, Jesus. No, I hate this. This is going to be the decider, I bet. Uh, 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 I guess I got to stick. 
You don't have to. It's fine. You can change it if you want. Yeah. Well, I don't know, though. I don't know what to do because uh, I really wish I watched the program on this. I guess Are they really going to stop him twice and make him lose twice? And then that's it for him, pretty much. He's fine. He might as well just but, uh, yeah i don't know i mean he's obviously not that big of a deal uh and the nxt title it, this nxt north american championship is not going to go back uh but uh, in the same vein i i assume dirty dom was uh was being booked to lose this match so I'm going to go with Dirty Dom because I enjoyed uh, booing him. So I'm going to take Dirty Dom. Thank you for letting me change. No problem. Last one is the singles match for the NXT Championship. It's Ilya Dragunov versus Baron Corbin. Ilya Dragunov is the champion. Um, And obviously, Baron Corbin is the challenger. Aaron, I'm going to let you pick first. I'm going to regret this pick. You're going Corbin, are you? Corbin, I'm going to regret this pick. I'm my only reasoning behind this is so Dragonoff can get rid of the title, go to the main roster, and debut at Rumble. That's yeah, that that makes sense. I don't think this is their first match either. Um, I don't think it's that much of a dark horse pick, and it was something I was looking at too. So I think that you you might be right about this one, uh, and kind of I kind of hope that uh corbin does i like baron I like corbin, corbin. I've, I've liked corbin for a long time it's a shame that he's got to go i mean his happy corbin was great his broke corbin character was great i mean no matter what they've thrown at the man he's made it to gold he's a decent wrestler he's got some good moves I'm, i love the end of days finisher mm-hmm. he can talk mike i mean fuck it's just he's good yeah he's good yeah uh okay well there you go that's our predictions the new segment i finally gotten around to uh to making a title card for the predictions there very interesting what does that mean that's <laughs> that's a bit of a backhanded compliment no 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 it's not a backhanded compliment at all i love the graphic picture that, that you got made uh the, the music is a, it, it's interesting is not saying it's bad it's, it's a it's different it's different well, i guess it's, we'll see uh, we'll see what your true feelings are whether or not the music changes next week or not we'll see if i get a little text <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta go like no 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 it's great it's great all right so let's finish it up by hearing what some other wrestlers uh thought about sailor white yes. before we uh take this bad boy home in the midwest and up in canada and george had his promotion and you know out of windsor and he had his tv and we go do work his tv and he had uh um his his main heel was uh sailor white was one of the moon dogs the original moon dogs um and he uh 
They did an angle, and thank God I didn't run in on this because I'd already done my time with Sailor White, he and his brother, which was apparently the how can we kick Al's ass the most until time ran out <laughs> match. Myself and a guy by the name Bubba Hawkins. They just kept beating us. Like, you know, make you give up, pin, like 15 minutes of it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, I could I could, I quit minutes ago. We could have stopped this match. But apparently they just had 15 minutes, so let's just continue to beat Al's ass. Um, and I mean, he beat your ass. He would fit, he was rough. He was really stiff. And this was during a period of time when when being as loose as possible was was a, a, a hallmark. So um, it was like working with this coffee table that hit you back. Um, so he, he uh, um, was going to. Lines here. I'm I'm sensing that Sailor White. Uh... I'm, I'm sensing Sailor White is a bit retarded. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> Bobo Brazil. And uh, he had like this god-awful five-foot-long, it was a shillelagh. I, I don't know, it was a giant wooden stick with this huge knot on the top of it. And uh, I remember the uh, a TV guy comes in and he's like, uh, where we're watching the monitor, and he goes, ah, oh, in a minute, you know, uh, uh, Sailor White's going to attack Bobo Brazil and uh, uh, uh I need you guys to come running in and you know you're gonna try to make the save of course he's gonna you know drop all of you and i was like i'm thinking well, he ain't dropping me i just spent 15 minutes with this guy in the ring i ain't going back out and there was a guy called a little lumberjack sitting beside me you know and uh he's like you going out i go no i'm not going out he goes well i'm not going out. i said i'm telling you right now i ain't going out he goes well i'm not going out i said i don't give a shit what you do i ain't going out i've just had my ass whooped I ain't, and he's got a stick this time do you realize he has a stick i'm not getting hit with a stick so the guy runs in, oh, you get, and, and this story goes somewhere. It makes, makes my point. Uh, uh, guy runs in and goes, oh, yeah, I need your help. And, and Lumberjack looks at me, and I look at him, and I'm not going. So he jumps up and runs out. Fool. Because Sailor White wielded that thing like a baseball bat, just started cracking guys left and right. Uh, <laughs> guy, former, uh, he was in the 1980 Olympics when they boycott, boycotted uh, – <clears throat> excuse me, the Olympics, mm -hmm. uh, Greg Wojcikowski. He was also like working with a couch. Um, he runs out, throws his arm up, <laughs> breaks his arm. Uh, one guy grabs one end of the stick, boom, hits him with the other end of the stick. Just lays out every guy in the territory, laid everybody out, mid-card guys, uh, low guys, job guys, just killing them all. Okay, it's just bodies laying all around. Who do you think could make the save? But yet, a 58-year-old fat man who was five foot two by five foot two, uh, George Cannon jumps up from behind the announcer's desk and begins to belly buck, uh, literally bumping him with his belly into submission, Sailor White, until his pants fell down all around off his waist, and that we went off the air. And that was going to be the main event in Coba Hall was Sailor White against George Cannon. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I think there's a lot more to dig into when it comes to Sailor White, actually. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to find some people here in Newfoundland to uh, speak to what kind of a guy he is. Um, that Al Snow um, story sort of uh, sort of uh, fleshed out the character a little bit more. Maybe there's a reason why Sailor White is not regarded with such high esteem in uh, Newfoundland. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, Aaron. What 
do you want to say to the folks at home i want to say to the folks at home thank you very much for all your concerns about me but i am okay it's a miracle what the hell it's a miracle you made me carry this entire show and you're and you were okay the entire time i don't know what's real and what's not anymore what's kayfabe what's i don't know who knows (laughs) okay i just want to say thank you again everybody for watching this week um next week's going to be even better hopefully Good night. <laughs> That's it. Good. I like that. Next week's going to be even better, hopefully. <laughs>